Good evening. My name's Rod, and I am an alcoholic. And also a Red Sox fan. Uh, I can't can't believe... We've been here a year from the state of Maine, and I can't believe it's been a year. June 4th, it was a year. Uh, We came out here a year ago, February, for vacation, and we ended up moving out here in June. Um... When I picked up my first drink, I was an alcoholic. I noticed cookies over there, I want the whole box. I don't want just one. I can't have one of anything. One's not enough and a thousand's too many. That's one of the AA slogans. Uh, I'm not going to get too much in my drunk log. I grew up in a oh, we're really poor in Maine until I was eight years old, and my dad moved to Connecticut because Connecticut is one of the big industrial areas. They make uh, subs, helicopters, and aircraft at Pratt & Whitney. And he wouldn't have retired as good as he is that he has. He went back to Maine to retire. Uh, we grew up, we had everything we wanted. Never went without, but there was one thing we missed in our household called the word of love. When I came in Alcoholics Anonymous, I had to w- learn the word love. Because I always, it was always knocked into my brother, God rest his soul. He died of cancer seven years ago. Uh, you know, you go to work, you come home, that type of thing. Uh, but so anyway, you know, I grew up in the late 60s, 70s. Um, you know, I, I'm the end of the Vietnam era. Uh, but you partied every weekend. It was sociably accepted back then. But see, I couldn't, if there was a keg party, who do you think was the last person at the keg? Me. I couldn't see that thing going to waste. Um, but as I, I married my high school sweetheart in Connecticut, uh, I've been in sales most of my life until I retired. Uh, but I was offered a job in the state of Vermont, and at that time, Connecticut was getting pretty bad, kind of like Phoenix. Uh, so we moved our kids up to Vermont, which reminds you a lot out of here at Tonopah. Uh, I mean, this area reminds us a lot of Maine when we came out today. Uh, Gail calls the cactus trees out of here, out here wannabe trees. Because back home we have maple oak, whatever you want to do. One of our big seasons is fall back home. But, like I said, it was sociably accepted. But every time I drank, I got drunk. Drugs are not a part of my story. I tried pot once and ate a whole 25 piece of Kentucky Fried Chicken, so I think I had the munchies. Uh, Anyway... I did very well at sales back in eastern Connecticut. I had where electric boat sub-bases, and every time I was a financial planner, and every time I got done sales, either if I had a sale or not, I'd head right to my local watering hole, thought I had it made, get out of the car, and, you know, there's a bunch of windows, and if, if uh, somebody was in my bar stool, that bar maid or waiter pushed the guy out because I used to tip very good. Some nights, and my area was like 20 miles away from the house, and some nights I didn't know how I crossed the Connecticut River. 
some nights I'm lucky, you know, I often, I drive now, I volunteer for Area Agency on Aging, and one thing is a lot different from Maine to Arizona is the drivers. And, um, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine, imagine being drunk out here in the state, in Phoenix area, because, man, you got to have 20 eyes in your head. But anyway... <coughs> You know, I, every night I rewarded myself because shit, I you know I'm the sole breadwinner, thank God, because my my kids grew up with my ex-wife. In other words, they weren't latchkey kids. I made enough money to support the family and had the two cars in the garage, and that's what my monetary ex-wife wanted. So, but you know, we had parties every time, and I who was the last one to finish the booze? Well, who was the last one at the party? Me. You know, uh, by then my mouth got bigger. Uh, see, when I sobered up in Vermont, by the grace of God, next month it will be 20 consecutive years. I sobered up July 19, 1996. Um, Frank A., my sponsor, which I taught oh, just about twice a month, Said all you got to do is change everything in your life. I go everything. He says you got to change everything. I said you're full of shit. I'm not going to change. Because when I came in here, of course, I was like probably a lot of other alcoholics wanted to rewrite the 12 and 12 in the big book and all that. And I had the biggest ego when I came in here. Of course, you got to have a little ego when you're in sales, but I had that knocked off my shoulder real fast. And See, I I sobered up in, like, the old AA regime. What do I mean by that? Well, you sit there, take the cotton out of your ears and stick it in your mouth for 90 days. You can't share a meeting until 90 days. But, I, you know, I needed that. I needed that toughness because I was, thought I was king shit. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, I never thought I would be here sitting here First of all, Tonopah, Arizona, and second of all, having 20 consecutive years, which I'm a little proud of. Uh, and in 1995, I got caught doing 120 miles an hour in a blackout in the state of Vermont. I got pulled over, and I blew a .35. Of course, I got arrested for DUI, but back then they were a lot lenient than they are now, especially here in Arizona. I heard, I mean, I know for a fact, because I had got a couple of safe driving awards out here from cops, and I went had to go to traffic school, and the first one I went to last year was, uh, he, an ex-cop did that, and he was telling me, they were, he was saying what the DUI laws are here, and I'm saying to myself, God, I'm not, I'm not going to drink, because, man, you're, you know, you get thrown in jail and all, a bunch of, you got a, you know, a lot of money, DUI. But anyway, uh, I came in in 1996, and uh, you know, I thought I was going to come in here, graduate after 90 days, and go back out drinking. And Frank, I'll never forget what Frank said. He says, "You know, just come in here for 90 days, and if you want to go back out, we'll give you back your misery." See, at the age of 42. I had to learn how to grow up again. Uh, 
you know, has, has this journey been easy? Hell no. We have to work for this every friggin' day. I go to one or two meetings a day because you folks, you, I say this all the time. How can anybody not stay sober in Maricopa County? To 60, I know this because I worked at Salt River Intergroup last summer. There's 1,600 meetings in this valley a week. When I was living in Maine, I had to go 60 miles run round trip to go to a meeting. So, so when Max asked me to go out here, I said, you know, it's 51 miles, right? But shit, this is a freeway out here. And, but I, I went there in Maine to, to stay sober. I don't want to go back to that friggin' life again. I hope I don't have to. Do I, can I guarantee it? No. My famous saying is yesterday's history, and tomorrow's a mystery. We only have today. Uh, so, when I sobered up, my ex-wife said she didn't love me, because she, she was my enabler. And uh, long story short, I had to move back with my parents at age 42, back to Connecticut, and go through. I did everything wrong the first year, bankruptcy, divorce, but that's the way it ended up. And Frank honestly says, geez, Rod, I hope, I hope you can make it for a year. And I did, but it wasn't easy. And it's still, at days, it isn't easy. But I like to go back to what the miracles have happened. You know, Frank, when he's, he's just come back. The miracle's going to happen. Miracles are going to happen. I said, you're full of crap. I said, you know, because I'd go over there and bitch and moan and everything to him every day. You know what, though? Frank's right. The miracles have started happening. Um, yes, I got a divorce 21 years ago. Um, I have three children. I have two boys and a girl that live in Vermont. Uh, two of my boys aren't talking to me. And my daughter is, well, she's my angel besides the one next to me here. There was a miracle that happened to me last year and to my daughter. My daughter miscarried six times, and the doctor said, you probably won't have a child. 9-11 of last year, my daughter had a baby girl. And she's, you know, because I'm a prejudice, you know, she's laughing all the time. I think in the back of her mind, she knows that God put her here on earth to make our you know, make us happy. Uh, I've had that. I've gone through. My best friend, my brother, dying. He was a big guy like me. When he died, he was 80 pounds. I saw him get eaten up inside and out. That, those days, gentlemen and ladies, I went to three or four meetings a day because I came that close from picking up. Uh, but I know he's up there because one of the last things he asked me is, Rod, uh, please don't go back drinking. And I, I told him, I said, I guarantee as much as I can. But he's up there every day kicking me in the head, I know that. Um, like I said, we moved back, I moved back to Maine from Connecticut to get out of the rat race about uh, six, seven years ago. Uh, with the intention of helping my father after my mother died, well, that didn't work out. And I had to get out of, well, he kind of sort of kicked me out. But anyway, 
Another miracle in my life is three years ago I met this lady. And first of all, she's stubborn, number one. She would, wouldn't give me my, her phone number for a good, over a month. Probably I don't blame her anyway. But When I got, finally got a hold of her, she says, well, I usually meet at this place in Franklin for breakfast on Sunday mornings, and this, this, this person is there. I said, well, how do you know all that? They're all AA friends back in Maine. Come to find out her husband, his goal was to make his 25th year Cohen. He, let's say he got it today, two weeks later he died. So she knew, she knows what, it ain't easy living with alcohol, because I am a moody SOB, okay? Uh, I can be moody, I can be cranky, I can snap, uh, but lately, I've learned before I shoot my mouth off and insert my foot, I think about what I'm going to say before I say it. But that's the things that AA has done for me, made me a different person. Um, you know, I got a granddaughter. I've gone through cancer. Part of my story is, yeah, I've gone through a couple of bouts of depression. Why didn't I know it 20 years ago? I was self-medicated. Uh, has the road been easy? No. AA is not easy. But I go by, like, when I moved back to Maine, I had to get a sponsor, another one, and Ronnie O always said, gratitude is attitude, and a grateful alcoholic never has to drink again. I live that motto every day. I get up in the morning, say my prayers, read my daily reflections, but to the left of my desk, where I have my computer, is as a picture of my granddaughter. And I look at that every morning and say, why do I have to drink? What would I lose? My daughter, my granddaughter, Gail. <laughs> I know she'd gone, she would go real quick. And all the friends that I've met in AA, my home group, one of my, I belong to two home groups. I'm, uh, I go to, believe it or not, 5.30 meeting and, Crossroads East, out off the Freeway 51 at 5.30 in the morning. And there's an earlier one than that, by the way. There's one at 5 o'clock in Mesa. But I also became, quote, West Valley Fellowship with Nooners was never a home group. It is now. That's my other home group. Um, you know, because when I walked into that fellowship out in West Valley, the... You go to meetings, okay, but just there's just something special to that. Any West Valley meeting you go to, um, I, when I walk through the door, I can feel a warmth. Um, because if I feel like having a drink, I know I keep the book right in my car because I travel. If I get an hour to kill, I may go to the library or I may go to another AA meeting. You know, because you're the only people who know what i got to do to stay sober today. You go up there on Indian School Road and go up and down the road and say, geez, I'm an alcoholic, who can help me? Nobody's going to. They think you're crazy. You're the only people that knows what i got to do. And if I've got a problem, I come to, i got a ton of phone numbers. they always right here. Okay, because I'm on the road, and when you get between my ears, it's not a pretty place. Uh, I've got a lot of things back. Uh, I've lost a lot of family members. 
I lost my uncle last October due to this disease. He never got it. I tried to, he lived in Middletown, Connecticut. I tried to get him in, but he was a family member, and I got another cousin in Connecticut. I know she's drinking herself to death. Um, this is a deadly disease. You know, some days I wished, uh, you know, that I had a heart problem or cancer, because at least they, you, you know you can deal with that. But this disease is out, out in the parking lot doing push-ups. I know it. And I know, and also by the grace of God, six years in this program, I quit three packs a day of cigarettes. So you can see that I have an addictive behavior. Anyone that's new or whatever, keep coming back. The miracles happen. Do, 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 am I sitting there saying every day is peaches and cream? Hell no. But I know if I stay sober, I have a hell of a good chance to make it through this today. Uh, you know, Dan is one of my good friends that I met out here. And every AA meeting, I have never been to a bad AA meeting <laughs> except one. And I'm not going to get into that. But everybody makes you feel welcome when you come in here. Because we, we all got one thing in common to stay sober today. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad to you know, wait till I see Max next summer. No. Max asked me to come out here a few, few months ago, and then Charlie got a hold of me a couple months ago. And here, I, I'll go anywhere for AA. And I'm serious. I'm to speak. If somebody needs a ride or whatever, I'm, I've always got the hand of AA out there, okay, and for that I'm grateful. And uh, one of the things is Tradition 3. The only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Didn't say you had to come in here and stop drinking. Because I know people, one last thing that really hit home was last Saturday night when Dan spoke at West Valley. This gentleman named Robert came up to me and said, would you uh, give me your phone number? I said, sure. I said, how long you got in? He said, two weeks after 20 years. I said, you, in other words, you went back out to slip after 20. You had a slip after 20. He said, yep. And the reason is he stopped going to meetings, calling his sponsor, trying to help another alcoholic or do service work. And he went back out. And... That's the reason I come back in here. So that, you've heard enough out of me. I'm very grateful to be here. I'm glad to be here for potluck, Gail and I both. I'm glad to be here. I'm very grateful to be here, and I'm very grateful to be a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Thank you.